Right, g'day, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Battery Metal Series. Matty Michael here, Life of Mine podcast, the go-to mining podcast, which is going to deliver you the key pieces of information about battery metals as of today. I have with me for this the new battery metals guru in Australia, possibly the world, Andy Clayton from Precision Funds Management. They buy shitloads of battery metals companies and make shitloads of money out of them. Long and the short, that is what Precision do. Uh, Episode one, the intro. We talk batteries. We're not going to dive straight into it. We're talking the overall what the hell is in a battery that is going to power these electric vehicles that are going to save the world. That is episode one. And we have plenty in the pipeline. We've got a lithium episode, a copper episode, a nickel episode, and possibly uh, every other fucking mineral that goes into a battery episode. It's going to be bloody good. Share this around. Expand the network. I might even get a few bloody open pit followers now after this. Very exciting. Andy knows a fucking shitload about batteries and stuff. So he is the guru. You're going to love it. You're going to love the series. I learnt shitloads. Here we go. Let's get into the batteries. Go green, everyone. Copy your shift, boss. Okay, radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy your personnel. Yeah, copy, mate. Yeah, stitch her up there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, righto, copy that. <laughs> <laughs> righto, Andy Clayton, welcome to Life of Mine. You are now the new battery metals industry expert. How are you, Cobber? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks, man. How are you going, mate? I'm very well. I'll get, As I said, I'll give you a bit of context of why we've got Andrew today. I called Shane McClay from Entech and said I wanted to do a battery metals dedicated episode if he could supply himself or someone else and he happily <laughs> threw you under the bus and put it in i think you put it in the uh, way too hard basket <laughs> and yes. that's when we're here today yes well, thanks for the ford on shane <laughs> yep yeah. no no thanks maca and um no thrilled to be here um had to uh you know study up a little bit to um you know the detailed questions that i'm sure will be coming matt so um oh there's uh, uh, there's some as i said there's some pretty bloody uh there's some technical <laughs> content we're about to get into uh first so long and the short this episode i thought with the flavor of the month yep. everything going fucking electric battery vehicles everything it's there's lithium bubbles there's shit going on everywhere in the world i thought why not do a bit of an episode of what all these actual resources are used for who's mining them who's the top dogs what's the big risk yada yada yeah so yeah. see what happens mate yeah. now uh before we get into it give us a bit of a bloody spiel about yourself <laughs> your fund where you've come from mate. yeah I as i say, i don't want to pull some bastard off the street <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> it's got um, no credentials so i was a geologist for uh, as i say i was a failed geologist um worked for about five years um, from Melbourne originally and uh, and unfortunately a kangaroo supporter, so uh, <laughs> I've endured time, a r- rough couple of years. Um, yeah, so five years as a geo, worked in sort of graphite gold um, and then moved over to the – I wasn't one of those real passionate rock doctors, you know, where you see them that, 
spend 24 hours a day studying rocks. I was more interested in the sort of economic aspect of it all. You know, Andrew Churnside the other day, he says there's the the technical geos that love looking at rocks, then there's ones that look, these ones will make me money. Yeah. You're a money money rock guy. Yeah, I was was sort of trying to, yes, I'm definitely in the money rock sort of guy. (laughs) Um, And uh, worked for a sort of guy up in in Sydney and then got a job in um, Perth in about 95 with um, old D&D Tolhurst, which is no longer around um, as an analyst. Young analyst, then moved over to Patterson's for five years, got married, went overseas, and then Euros formed with a lot of the old ex-Patterson's guys. So I joined them for, uh, you know, six months after they started in about 2000, um, you know, some fantastic times um, with that group. And about 15 months ago, you know, uh, joined um, the Precision Funds Management Team. So this Precision was formed by sort of Tony Kenny and Tim Weir, who are sort of lifelong uh, brokers just wanted to do something different, um, and they knew Bill and and uh, Michael Blackiston, um, and more lately Shane. So that's the sort of the board, and we run about sort of sixty five million um, in resources. We're predominantly resource focused fund. We can't invest in anything, but um, you know we've had a good good couple of years um, as as most funds hand focused on resources. So we sort of did about forty percent last year. Uh, we, we will be looking. To, to expand the fund probably in the next sort of couple of months, um, look, looking look, looking to tap some, um, you know, family offices and those types of things. But, you know, the thing I like about, you know, we all, we've all invested our own money in there. Um, we're all aligned with, with, with shareholders and all that sort of thing. So that's me in a nutshell, mate. But, um, you know, constantly learning. And as you said, you know, the battery metals has been um, a very strong thematic um, over, over the last two years. And uh, I just thought, you know, in context, you look back, you know, 2012, there are 130, 130,000 electric cars sold. You know, 2019, 2.2 million. Oh. And that only represents about 2.5% of the car market. And then you go to 2020, and even though the overall car market contracted, electric cars went to 3 million or 4.1%. And and they reckon in 2021, car sales are more than doubled, electric cars to 6.6 million or 9% of of, of, of global, you know, Shares. So, and, and currently the EIA have estimates of about 16 million electric cars. And um, I note that, like, is that, I, is that for 2022? Just for uh, 2022? yeah, 22, 23, I think. Oh, bloody hell. So, it's, so it's, you know, staggering growth. And then you look at um, IJO and their presentation at their quarterly show that they think EV sales will rise to sort of, you know, greater than 20 million by 2025, which represents about a 19%, you know, market, global market share. Um, you know, so. With all of that, it also states, you know, that EV battery demand's running ahead of the raw, raw material supply, you know, which we've seen, and you, you, you big OEMs are seeking to underpin sort of that production capability via upstream deals. So you've seen recently, you know, Tesla Inc. a deal with uh, BHP and BMW do deals and Volkswagen and all that sort of thing. So, you, you know, you were in this, um, you know, generational, you know, once-in-a-lifetime generation of electrification where, you know, the whole market, and that's why, you know, you got Tesla, which is valued, you know, more than, you know, uh, 12, you know, the valuation of Tesla is 12 times the other, um, you know, combined group of all the other vehicles. But everyone's saying, well, you know, you can't compare it. It's it's really a technology company as opposed to a a automotive manufacturing company. It's heavily invested in Twitter now as well. Yes, that's right. (laughs) That fund, fund, is she worth 65 million today (laughs) as we speak? Is it made or is she? uh... Well, let's just say the last few days, we we, we were flat in uh, April and I'd say the last few days have been a little bit uh, 
a little bit rugged, so that would be off, uh, <laughs> off, uh, yeah. Probably give or take, mate. Give, give or, or take. Give four, or take. Four or five percent, something like that, mate. That's, um, <laughs> as, as we always say, yeah, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. So right, we'll get it. We'll we'll get into it in terms yeah. of. I guess there's two parts I've got to talk about: the battery side and the electrification side. Yeah, which is. I guess they go they go together, but um, which we'll get into obviously how important copper is for the whole thing. Yeah, right, batteries, batteries, right. So they're, they're, what elements are important for a battery? Different types of batteries. Yeah, what's the guy? Um, well, important metals are really nickel, lithium, and copper. I mean, if we're talking about, and it's mainly about the cathode that everyone talks about in the batteries. So to give you an idea, you know, the average lithium-ion battery with a sixty kilowatt capacity contains about 150, 185 kilos of material. Um, and in 2021, the nickel-based cathodes powered about 80% of that battery capacity were deployed in the so new. So that's the that's the, the NC and when you see yeah. NCM batteries, nickel. That's right. So you got the two, you know, the, the lithium ion, li, you know, the lithium ion batteries have been around for a while. You might, you know, you remember the old A4 batteries that used to plug in and uh, get, you know, the rechargeable ones sort of thing. Oh, the old remote control cars. Yeah, the remote that. control yeah. cars, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. You know, and they've been around for quite a while, you know, from, from the miniature stuff. And uh, however, you know, they, over time there were some safety hazards with those sorts of things. They were getting a bit, flat, you know, contained flammable electrodes, uh, electrolytes, and they could lead to sort of explosions or fire sort of thing. Um, whereas the development of the sort of the uh, NMC batteries, which are composed of sort of lithium, nickel, cobalt, and manganese, you know, they, they have better battery performance and, you know, really can be used in electrification or in 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 the EV cars, essentially. So, you know, and, you know, there's lots, there's sort of lots of different types into, and it's all about the chemistry of those varying NCM batteries. So when they talk about, a, um, you know, an NCM 811, that's 80% nickel, 10% cobalt. 10% manganese. Oh, right. Yep, yep. Yep. yep you know, and yep. then the MCM 523 is 50% nickel, 20% manganese, 30% cobalt. And what, and what is the varying nickel percentage? What is that doing um, with the battery? Yeah, it changes, but so sort of anywhere between sort of 50% and 80%. So the NCM 811 is the is the highest. You know, lithium is reasonably consistent across across the range and uh, or, and the only one that doesn't is the uh, LPI, the lithium iron phosphate battery. So that's got no nickel in it, uses the most copper um, and, and iron accounts for about 25% of the composition of that sort of thing. So that's sort of that in that, you know, they're the yep. important minerals and that's why you've seen, you know, this massive rush for lithium based stocks and you've also seen the nickel price, um, you know, go to, you know, record levels that in part that was a short squeeze that happened um when with with Tinjan, Tinjan, one of the largest um, global producers, but um, you know there's no doubt the underlying demand for nickel uh, and green and, and battery type associated metals is um, uh, well and truly uh, going to continue. Yeah. Now I said the nickel, cobalt, manganese batteries versus the lithium ion batteries when we're talking about electric cars. Yep. Um, what which is good for which in terms of range? Uh, and that sort of things. Yeah, so, so it's it's really the those you know the new generation of LCM, you know the the NMC batteries for, for for the range, and people are doing like you know there's lots of research in which you know trying to get the chargeability or the you know the distance that, that these cars can travel, um, and which is the best chemistry to use, sort of thing. Whereas I think you know your your first generation lithium ion batteries were sort of more in your miniature type stuff of you know. 
uh, as I said, those A4 batteries or calculators or, you know, your mobile phones and those sorts of things. So that's really the, you know, that's the new generation of one and that's what sort of all the, you know, the, the, the large players are focused on, you know, yeah. setting up those sort of factories to, um, to, to build them, yeah. Because uh, what's who's so te- as you said, so Tesla's Inc. deals with BHP, and I'm sure yeah. that's obviously for nickel, for nickel, nickel yep. supply, and um, and everything else. Are they? Because I did read an article ages ago that oh, Tesla were favouring the looking at more the lithium phosphate batteries instead of the nickel, yeah, cobalt. But uh, I'll show you because they got daring sized cars. Are they using both types of batteries or? I think yeah. I, I, to be honest, you know, I think. You know, like Musk was out the other day saying lithium's got so expensive that he's thinking of buying, you know, he should buy his own mine sort of yeah. stuff um, because of the component, uh, you know, in, in his battery sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I, I think all this technology will evolve over the uh, over the journey, um, but there is no doubt that, you know, in the next few years, these, you know, the NCM batteries will still be, you know, the, the bulk of it, I'd imagine. I think the lithium ion phosphate batteries, yes, are used in some applications, um, but I wouldn't be, yeah, the, sort of the research I've read isn't showing that they, they're going to suddenly take over that whole, that whole space. So I think nickel will still be a very important component. Righto, there's your intro to the Battery Metals series. Next episode coming out in this series, lithium. We talk lithium. We talk everything. Fucking lithium. Spot your meat. Spot your means where it's at. You'll learn about who the big movers and shakers are in the lithium market. Learn about uh, Pilbara Minerals auctioning system. Pretty bloody cool. And upcoming projects. Very exciting. The lithium bubble is a gonna burst. We'll find out. Righto. Stay tuned. Catches. <laughs>